You know, we talk a lot about women and their self-worth, but we don't talk a lot about men and their own value, their self-worth. You know, what about you? Your, your, your penis is precious. You know, your, your body is precious, too. Your energy and your time is precious, too, you know? I think that there's a way that you can still enjoy the radiance of women, the beauty and the energy and all the things. Of, you can even still have touch, you know? I think that it'll be a beautiful way to challenge yourself and to elevate yourself energetically. It'll elevate your power, for sure. Mm -hmm. It'll elevate your magnetism for you to say, let me see how I can just, like, surrender to the energy of women without giving them my body. But just saying, I can enjoy feminine energy, this does not mean that they get my penis because it might not be worth my time and energy. And if anything, it may be absorbing some of your magnetism, some of your power. I think that if people knew how powerful and how potent sex is mm -hmm. and the power of what they could do when they use their imagination mm -hmm. coupled with sexual energy, if they really knew the potency of what it could create, they wouldn't be so free with it. All right, welcome to Rich and Unemployed Uncut. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupatan, a.k.a. Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. First, make sure you guys like this video, because that's how uh, YouTube's algorithm works. Uh, make sure you guys check out the website for the merch. Make sure you get, guys get this bucket hat, www.richunemployed.net. And uh, I have a very beautiful um, spiritual um, business. Uh, so many words to describe this woman. Now, we were supposed to do this the first time, and it didn't happen, and we're finally back at it. Can you properly introduce yourself? <laughs> My name is Aki Taylor, and I am a health and wellness advisor. Uh, people would say an influencer. I don't, I don't like that term. I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm an author. I'm a mother um, and uh, a holistic health coach. You bought me something? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> gotta, gotta show it. Hold up. So you bought me some gifts. I did. I love gifts. So the first gift you brought me was sea moss. Purple sea moss. Gotta have the purple sea moss. How often do you use sea moss? Every day. Every day. Every day. In a smoothie? No work. I do it in different ways. Um, I always kind of keep sea moss gel on deck in my fridge, and I'll use it in different things. So sometimes my son loves like coconut yogurt, so I'll mix it in with our yogurt. I'll mix it in with smoothies, and I'll make tea with it a lot. I'll put it in muffins. I just anything I can mix it in. Muffins? Do you like grind it up and? Mm -mm. So this I'll turn into a gel, uh -huh. and that gel I'll put it into my batter. So pancakes, waffles, everything. Oh. Get it in every kind of way. Dang. Okay. Mm. By me. This is a cookbook. Yeah, it is. It's I would say it's about 50-50 information, education, and recipes as well. So this was my very, very first book. You look young. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I did a whole remake on that, so that's going to drop this year. Okay. Yeah, so I released that book in 2015. I released that book um, from Honduras, actually. And yeah, that was my first. I love this. Nut milks. Mm, proud of that. Mm. Golden information. Coconut. You know, I don't even drink water. Okay. I'm only on coconut water. That's and, uh, wonderful. Juices from fruit. Okay. <laughs> Have you noticed any differences? Um, I really can't say. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I know. I feel better. Yeah. I feel way better when I drink water. Like, okay, I played basketball today. I didn't drink water. I, I came home, drank coconut water, and I drank pineapple juice, and I drank orange juice. Nice. And um, I don't know. Like water. 
it hydrates me, but when I drink that water, it it gives me another boost of energy. It's another level of hydration for mm-hmm. sure. That's good. You should notice it um, just even in like your respiratory, you know, system. Mm-hmm. You should notice that things are a lot more clear. You shouldn't have as much mucus in the mornings, and certainly like in your urine, you should notice. And eventually, like your smell, even you know, your lady may notice like your smell's different, your breath. Mm-hmm. And this last thing was seasoning. Yes. Did you make this yourself? I do make those. I, I created that blend myself. Mm-hmm. And I basically just put all the things in it that we need. So it's minerals and spices. It's, there's sea veggies in there. There's black sesame seed in there. It's mm-hmm. really good. Well, while we're on top of this, let's talk about health. Um, how long have you been in this realm? Health and wellness? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been about 23 years. Um, I made my transition really young. So I crossed over out of what you would call the junk food lifestyle, the standard American diet at about 17 years old. That's young. Yes. Why? Um, I had a really, um, phenomenal experience around 16 years old. I met a young man who was out of Sacramento, California. And the brother was what is known as a Hebrew Israelite. And they were very strict about diet, Mm -hmm. strict about many things. But um, he told me how it was ordained for us to eat from seed-bearing trees, um, that we were supposed to eat natural foods, we should stay away from pork, and that this is a way that God was to ensure our health and longevity. Mm -hmm. And I was really fascinated by that idea, and it took me on... Uh, years of of study, but I started to slowly change my diet from that point on. I took away the pork, the Mm -hmm, beef, mm -hmm. and uh, fast food almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how my transition. And then veganism came years later. Mm -hmm. I think that was the same uh, process I went through. It wasn't uh, through like an Israelite. I think I was just YouTube and stuff and seeing like a documentary about uh, how we should eat. And then I immediately left fast food alone, pork, beef. Mm. And chicken. Okay. And later on became like a pescatarian. Okay. And then I tried to be vegetarian and I didn't know how to eat and then I just thought yeah. it was a bad way and I was like, I don't like yeah, this. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, now I think I'm fully vegetarian. I don't eat any type of animal. Oh, wow. Well, I'll eat some cheese. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of cheese here yeah, there. Little... Have you found any alternatives that you like? For cheese? Mm hmm. No. No, nothing. I didn't even look for any. Okay. No. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. If you feel like, you know, you're good, I would say stay away from them altogether, really. That's one. I want to, but like some nights it'd be, it's, it's really no options when it's, because I'd be outside. Right. So <laughs> the only thing, <laughs> late nights, two in the morning, like sides and, you know, like French fries. So right. I would rather eat that than, I, than eating meat. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I get it. it. And that could be a trap too. So, you know, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Especially if you outside, outside food means fries. I mean, mm-hmm. that's about it. Right. But, um, it's, there's a lot of junk food traps out there for vegans, especially now, you know, when I was coming up, we didn't have, I mean, we literally had a block of tofu and some hot dogs in a can or something like that was it. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have all these alternatives. Whereas now you could, you could really die of, you know, diseases just like anybody else and be a vegan, but you're just eating junk. What is junk? 
it's processed food. You know, it's not whole foods. It's not natural. You know, you'll go to the market and somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm vegan, this and that. But their basket is filled with, you know, boxed items and processed items. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're not really cooking. You're not really eating fruits and vegetables for real. Like, you know, you're eating junk. So you're still a slave to the addiction of convenience food. So are you fully vegan? I'm fully vegan. Yeah, I don't do any dairy whatsoever. So even when you're out the country, you don't eat any fish or nothing? You know, every once in a while I will, and I tell people this all the time you know, if they pay attention, um, especially on my birthdays. I always tell people, if you come up to Belize or Caribbean, because I'm going to be in the Caribbean on my birthday, and you see me, you know, smashing some sea bass, don't mm-hmm. say shit to me. <laughs> I'm going to have a, a glass of tequila. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, drink, drink my margarita and have some sea yeah. bass. Um, but that's very rare for me. Right. I mean, we're not perfect. But no. I mean, no, but I'm, I'm not in no perfect competition. No, that's, that's not what this is. I'm not trying to be perfect. <laughs> live long. Yes. So I don't even want to claim myself as a vegan. Yes. I just, I just eat what I eat. Yeah. And eat as healthy as possible. I think that's important, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of where people are going. You know, so it, I, I feel like I've certainly seen myself go to some extremes, um, and at times I think an extreme is good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you find your center. Um, there are times where I'll just water fast. You know, there are times where I was just raw food, no living foods, you know, but I also realized all the junk that I ate for 20 some odd years. I ate mm-hmm. so much mess that mm-hmm. I really needed to detox, you know, from parasites, from all the chemicals, from, I mean, we, it, it, most children are having 12, 15 chemicals before they're even, you know, 15 years old. They've mm-hmm. had dozens of chemicals in their bodies. You know, they've taken meds. They've taken. It's just so much chemicals out there. So you've got to sometimes go to the extreme in order to cleanse your body. What type of soap do you use? Just for washing my body? Yeah. I have my favorites. I, I'm one of those girls that I got all the soaps. Like, all the natural soaps, I got them. I collect yeah, them. Dove. I don't have a... Th- okay, so I got my favorites. So... <laughs> I got a soap for every part of my body. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Uh, shout out to Goddess Body. <laughs> shout out to Honey Pots. <laughs> um, I love um, Goddess Body products for like vaginal wash, feminine care. I love Honey Pot for feminine care. And then for my body head to toe, I love Dr. Bronner's, you know, like everybody else. Um, but I also love um, companies like Lush. I love... Um, Oh man, there's just so there's so many, and I'm I'm old school. Like with my skincare, I'm very serious about skincare. So I love black soap. Black soap to mm-hmm. me just keeps your pores tight. It's just wonderful. So yeah, I, all the all the natural soaps I collect them. I don't really have a favorite. Mm-hmm. I just I'm always trying things. Companies always send me stuff. So is there something wrong with Dove? That's what I was trying to get at. Well, I, you know, I I'm not into you know. Uh, big corporate products, so most likely I just stay away. And I know that that is what the average gynecologist will suggest to a woman is yeah. to use unscented Dove soap. I'm good. I'd rather get my soap from my sisters who make it, mm-hmm. you know, and sell it. I I much rather support them. What about deodorant? I you first of all, you have to have deodorant. I don't mm-hmm. give a damn who you are. Now there's a difference between deodorant and antiperspirants. Mm-hmm. And so deodorant is a must. Um, one of my favorites is by Play Pits, and it's called Queen. And they have the King version, too, and it smells so amazing. Where you get this from? Play Pits. Is it on the, online? Uh-huh, you can get it online. Oh, okay. And you can find it in some stores, too. I think Target carries them now. 
I don't wear deodorant no more. Shout out to Play Pit. <laughs> you stopped completely. Yeah. Completely? Yeah. <laughs> Since when? It's been a few months. Um, How's that working out for you? It's been, you know, up and down. Uh, so when you, you know they're going to, they got you in 4K. You know they're going to get you for this. I know. They're going to say you don't wear deodorant I like know. they did. Beat Simone said she don't take showers. I was, no, no, no. I have a form of deodorant, but I just don't use the deodorant from the store. <laughs> so you use some kind of deodorant? I use baking soda. Just straight up baking soda? Baking soda. And um, Do you stink, though? No, it don't. I think that um, I got to use a little more. Have you confirmed that you don't stink? <laughs> <laughs> I had this girl tell me I was mustard every day, man. Are you musty? <laughs> this girl said I was musty and I had to leave her house. She's like, can you go take a shower? That's what I'm saying. Come on now. But this was like after a long day. I was outside. It was okay. just a long day. but Yes. But the deodorant, um, like Dove and stuff like that, it irritates me. Okay. Especially like red, old spice. Yeah, like nah. A, a manly deodorant. Nah, get you that Play Pits King version. Mm -hmm. You're going to love that. That's what you need. You heard of uh, Dr. Squash? Say it again. Dr. Squash. No. There's some other manly stuff, like it doesn't have toxins and okay. a bunch of other stuff in it. But There's so many options. But now. that don't work for me either. Okay. And, I'm, and I'll tell you, all, I've tried many natural deodorants. Some work, some don't. Some stop working. Mm -hmm. Some created like a little like rash. You know, it, it's really particular under the armpits. So you just gotta try a few of them and see what works for you. Baking soda. But if baking soda's working, go ahead, brother. If, if you're not musty, <laughs> that's all that matters. I can't be musty. I can't, can't be, be this musty. person and then be walking outside, walking past people musty. Don't be musty. But I don't wanna uh, like jeopardize my health. Nah, especially under the armpits. You know, your lymphatic system is, is really important, and you yeah. want to make sure that you are perspiring, yeah. but you're not stank. And the diet is everything with that, so you're doing your thing if you're not musty. What about chlorophyll? Very important. You drink that? For 20 years. Every day? Yeah. In fact, so the way I do chlorophyll is I have five gallons of water in my house that I drink on through the week, you know. So I have my five-gallon water. As soon as I get my water in, I'll treat my water. And I talk about this in the electric book where most water is junk water. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you should treat it. And so I get it home. I'll add trace mineral drops to it. And then I'll add chlorophyll drops to it. So all the water that I'm drinking and filling up my water bottles through the week is, comes from this chlorophyll water. So I'm always drinking chlorophyll How water. How much chlorophyll are you putting in there for five gallons? Oh, just like a cap full. Not much. And that's going to just be enough for the body? Because yeah, some people take chlorophyll and take shots of it. You sh it's not necessary to take a full shot of chlorophyll. Maybe a chlorophyll drops inside of lemon juice or mm -hmm. lemon water, but you don't need a whole bottle of chlorophyll, mm -hmm. nah. How old are you? I got to ask. not your damn business. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, None I'm, of your I'm business. I'm because... Um, Grown. You look fairly young, and I know like you're... You know, like not old, Thank but you. like you're older than me for sure. Thank you. And um, I just want to know, like, your remedy, like how did, how you do it. I'm pretty um, sure it's some of it's genetics. Well, you know, um, I don't know. You know, I think about my parents when they were my age, and um, I think they they also aged pretty well, fairly well. But I I am getting to that place where as I get older, I am starting to see. Um, the way I preserve myself aesthetically is, is a bit of a 
phenomenon. <laughs> Every year I'm like, when am I going to look, you know, older? And it, it honestly, it kind of just kicked in in the last few years where I was like, I'm starting to see Mm-hmm. That I don't look like a, a kid almost, like a little girl, mm-hmm. you know, and I would be in circles of women who were like 40 and up and they would kind of give me the vibes, like kind of talk down to me a little bit, you know, kind of sun, yeah, sun mm-hmm. me a little bit, you know, and I would be like, why are they doing that? You know, and then they would say, oh, well, you're, you know, and I'd say, oh, no, I'm this age. And they would just be in shock, you know, because we would often be uh, close in age and look nothing alike and mm. it, and it, it it's a little it's a it's a weird place to be mm. i'll say that but i would say my secret has been that i started really young in in my health and wellness journey um not just diet but mentally energetically um a lot of things that i changed in my environment um i i think all of these things um really made a difference in my aesthetic so you think changing spiritually slows not slow I do. down, but yeah. I do. Well, I think it's I think it's your consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, your conscious awareness of of your body. I think you can think yourself into a certain kind of aesthetic. You know what? I truly believe that, right? And I said that today. Today I was looking at myself in the mirror for like just two minutes, and I was like, "Do I notice myself from like when I was younger to now? Like the difference and." I told myself, I said, I think I made myself look good. Like, I used to always, like, tell myself, wow. like, you know, you're an attractive person. Yeah, yeah. I always was attractive. Like you're that kid. guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you're him. the fact that I tell myself <laughs> that and the, um, the, the, the way that people, the way women, mm-hmm. the way people, the way women look at me or treat me and, mm-hmm. and give me compliments, I'd be like, am I really that attractive? Right. Or is it in my mind? Or is it the universe? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I tell myself, like I, I, I have this affirmation that um, I tell myself, like, you're beautiful, you're attractive, women love you. Mm. And telling myself that it, it happens is my universe. That's amazing. All right. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I think that, especially with men, I think men have the power to make women attracted to them regardless of their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we could talk about a lot of people that we saw make the transition mm-hmm. um, and people say, oh, it's money, you know, whatever. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, money can help you to do certain things to yeah. make you more attractive. But what money also does is it gives you the options to have access, you yeah. know, to a certain lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're making different lifestyle choices. You're around mm-hmm. different people who may be making healthier lifestyle choices. Yeah. And so all that makes a difference. And certainly for me, um, I would say. You know, we just talked about skincare, you know, what you use on your face and your body, what you do and don't do. It's like if you're, you know, smoking black and miles and drinking Hennessy for 20 years, I, I probably wouldn't look like mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I've been drinking chlorophyll for 20 years. I've been drinking mm-hmm. coconuts for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's a major it's a major difference. Mm-hmm. I think people don't pay attention to that because you're putting what you're putting in your body versus someone that's smoking hookah and drinking every day mm-hmm. and it's putting a lot of damage. You really, every time you like take a shot and smoke hookah, it's like you're punching yourself. Like you're taking a oh, yeah. punch to the ribs versus you, you're taking like a uh, health, uh, uh, what, would, what would that be called? Uh, um, it's a serum. Like, the, yeah, it's like the elixir of life. Mm-hmm. Serum of life. 
mm-hmm. you know, when you take in what you're supposed to. People don't pay attention to that too. It's too late until it's like you're 40. Yeah. Oh, let me try to preserve this, yeah. this. Or they're sick. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's yeah. very true. I just met a brother downstairs coming here. I was uh, paying my meter and uh, the brother was, it was like three black men out there and they were speaking Spanish to each other. And I thought, oh, interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. they just look like some brothers from around here. And the brother said, let me pay for your, your parking. And I was like, oh, you don't have to do that, you know? And But I, I said, where are you from? And he said, I'm from Panama. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. And uh, he said, what do you do? You're a model? I said, no, I'm not a model. I'm a writer. And he said, oh, okay, what do you write about? I said, health and wellness. And he said, I just beat prostate cancer. <laughs> I said, he said, you should write my book about it. I said, well, maybe I should, you know. But that's, that's you know, brothers don't think about that. You know, the way that you're using your, your body, mm-hmm. your sexuality, you know, all that matters. And then what you're putting back into your body. You know, people don't think about it until they have prostate cancer. That stuff is scary. Oh, it's it's beyond scary. Uh, and it's and, and men are experiencing this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, even in my career, um, you know, the messages that I get from very young men who are struggling with impotence, um, who are having a really hard time in the bedroom, you know, with ED, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, erectile dysf- dysfunction. Um, it's 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 scary mm-hmm. have you ever had someone had ed oh yeah how did you react to it uh it's it's painful painful it's painful <laughs> it's painful <laughs> damn right painful <laughs> yes yeah it's unfortunate it's sad i mean my first reaction was, you know, maybe this is just, you know, one time. Yeah, maybe it's nerves, mm-hmm. maybe it's one type thing. And then, of course, you know, they always say, well, maybe it's you, girl. You know, maybe it's you. It's like, well, maybe it's me. <laughs> right. But then it's like, after a while, okay, no, 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 no. This is a problem. This is you. Now we got to have a talk, you know. What kind of talk do you have? Well, um, the kind of talk I'm going to have is <laughs> don't call me no more. No, no. <laughs> Lose my number. No, um, you know the the talk looks like how do we address this? You know, is it is it is it mental? You know, do you what what's going on in your mind when this is happening? Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that all disease starts spiritually first and foremost. I feel like that's something that um, it's it's vibrational first. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes with men, it can be an intimidation thing. It can mm-hmm. be you know fear or. Um, you know, it could be, you know, fear of vulnerability. I feel like, you know, that's a time where you're you're your most vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, in the intimate space. And, um, you know, your feelings are all wound up and you're all in your head about it. You know, men are often so in their head about trying to impress and please a woman that they're not just able to just surrender to the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to be, you know, they want to be in control. You know, yeah. you want to be seen as this phenomenal lover. And I think that sometimes it's just too much for men. Um, but then there's physical components. So naturally, and I mean, I personally, I, I would not become intimate with anybody who was not health conscious either way, you know, but there are things, you know, especially if a brother's been abusing his body for a very long time and he's just making a transition to be healthier, you know, these things can still affect him. So there's layers of that conversation. It could be, you need to see a therapist. It could be, 
let's get you this sea moss and you know, <laughs> let's 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 make sure y'all your minerals mm -hmm. you know and that your circulation mm -hmm. is doing what it needs to do that your your fitness is together and we get your lymphatic system flowing because oftentimes it's, it could be a circulation issue like in the case of um you know, this brother downstairs, I could just as soon as I saw him, I could look at his eyes, I could look at his body frame, his body type, and I could tell he looked, if not diabetic, maybe pre-diabetic, um, you know, and all those things work together, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's there's layers of things that could happen. I suggest that if you get an opportunity, have you ever been to the um, Bodies exhibit? No. You heard of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I went I here in Atlanta. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody should have that opportunity to see because you get to actually look inside of the body of a real human being and they actually show you a diseased um, <laughs> penis, if you will. They show the full um, uh, process of what it looks like for a man to have prostate cancer. Um, they show even uh, gallstones, kidney stones, so I think this is this is stuff that people need to see so they understand what it looks like when you eat a certain way and over time all the grease, all the fat, all the you know the lack of hydration, you know, it really it adds up and calcifies in your penis. Mm -hmm. And you know that it has to come out and it's usually through um you know through your urine mm -hmm. and ejaculation and it's very painful. I've had times where I I don't have ED but I've had times where it just didn't work. And I would sit back and think like, okay, why did this happen? But it'd be times where like, um, I would overthink or okay. I would, um, I'll be nervous about trying to outperform. Like mm -hmm. I talked to all this shit on the phone and I mm -hmm. finally got to the phone. Mm -hmm. like, so, oh. but, and then I go back home and this stuff's <laughs> like, yo, what happened? And then I, I have to like redeem myself. Oh <laughs> man, that's awful. But it happens like, but it happens more than often now because I don't know. I got a lot of homies that um that that go to the sex stores and get like the pills and like this this mm. honey mm. and like um honey mm -hmm. honey oh, it's a it's a honey that is it's it's like a um it's supposed to be like a natural Viagra oh but it's actually the same components and ingredients as is Viagra. Have you tried it? Mm -hmm. It works like magic. Shut up. Like magic. Shut up. Like magic. That honey, <laughs> I. I'm a, is it natural? Mm -mm. I didn't think so. I think there's other natural forms of it, but okay. with these people taking nah. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. So that's the br the brothers got secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, about yeah. the honey ladies. I didn't, y'all didn't that know. Honey that. man, listen. <laughs> I didn't know about you could you you be able to tell the difference. You be like, what got into you? Like, be like nothing, baby. <laughs> I didn't know about the honey. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You're giving up the secrets on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow. So let me ask you something because you talked about performance and, you know, sometimes you, you know, nervousness and things you overthink. Um, I, I, this is something that, you know, me and me and my sister friends talk about. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we, our culture has been raised on pornography. Yeah. And so technically we really actually don't know how to mm -hmm. have sex. We don't know how to engage in intimacy. We don't know how to make love. We mm -hmm. don't really know what that is. And we compare mm -hmm. the way that we approach each other in that space to what we've seen. And the only thing most of us see, have seen is porn. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like that affects um, your generation, you know, in that space? I think the overly um, 
consumption of porn kind of messes you up mentally because when you look at porn it's just like some it's rough sex it's like you know and you feel like you got to perform like that and i don't really watch porn i used to watch porn when i was a little kid and um i was never like just a porn watcher yeah you know, but like porn is a thing now for women and men mm. like, they just watch porn it's yeah the, it's normal know. But I don't. I'm not into porn. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. But I think that that plays a, a major part in it too. Because uh, mentally, you think you have to be that way. And some people, you that's just not you. Yeah. And and when you get in front of these women and you're naked and like let's just say you're you're not that size, right? That could be intimidating too. Like, mm-hmm. Especially to some women are very intimidating, right? And I don't know what it is about the woman that makes them intimidating. Mm. Maybe the eyes, the way you look, the way you carry yourself, or maybe your history of men mm. too. Like if you if you know that this woman been with such and such, like a rapper or an athlete or mm. maybe an older woman, it kind of, you know, like, yeah. I don't I don't think I'm ready for this woman. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that play that that I've been in a situation like where women that I thought that just was overly experienced and I thought that I wasn't experienced enough and I get nervous. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I, I'm not a. I'm more of a love maker. Okay. I'm more of a sensual person when it comes to sex. So you can make love even if you're not in love per se. Uh, it wouldn't be like a full blown out love making session. Okay. But um, I'm definitely going to like uh, foreplay, but not all women. I can't even kiss all women. I'm sorry. I mm. can't kiss all women. I can't. I can't perform like that with all women because. Mm. If I don't know you like that, I know you're gonna say like, "Well, why are you having sex with these women if you don't know them?" But I'm trying to get my rocks off. I'm not. I'm not trying to know you. But yeah. um, it's not my business. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but because as, as I'm hearing you say, "Well, I don't kiss all women," I'm thinking, "But I, I, are you entering into her body? But you're not kissing her. That's very no. But kissing is so intimate. Yeah. Well, so is intercourse. sex doesn't have to be, especially if you just turn around, you hit from the back, and you know, you ain't got to oh, look yeah. them in the eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can't even. <laughs> it's, it's it's above me. <laughs> it's above me. Listen, some women they go straight for the position. See, that's that's really interesting. It's above me. I I, I would just sisters, y'all got to stop doing this to yourself. I I feel like you you're really really cheating yourself. Mm. Men too, men too. Because you know we talk a lot about women and their self worth, but we don't talk a lot about men and their own value, their self worth. You know what about you? Your 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 penis is precious. You know, mm-hmm. your your body is precious too. Your energy and your time is precious too. You know, so I feel like every everybody really undermines their power, um, and the power of that sacred act by doing that. Um, so I'm not gonna say no judgment. I think it's very mm-hmm. cliche because I'm judging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging like I'm a. Um, <laughs> but I I I will say that um, I think that if people knew how powerful and how potent sex is Mm -hmm. and the power of what they could do when they use their imagination Mm -hmm. coupled with sexual energy. If they really knew the potency of what it could create, they wouldn't be so free with it. I just started realizing that. Mm. Um, I was getting to the point where I was like abusing a penis. And Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I was abusing my penis, man. Mm. And... I told myself, you know, I just needed to stay away from sex because mm-hmm. um, I felt like I was I was too easy. And make me wait for it, King. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> women, oh, they're not going for that. It's like if you if you 
they feel like you're um, rejecting them. Okay. You don't like me. Right. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to have sex? Because they don't run across men like me that just say no. Like, no. Huh. Or that don't even try. Hmm. So when they come across me, it's like, is something wrong with me? Like, are you gay? And I'm like, no. Nah, wow. I have... I have a lot of women that approach me that that want sex from me, especially now. Like just now. for sex. I wouldn't say just for sex, but I think sex is just like the, the the gateway to like try to enter, you know, to be in my life. Oh, sisters, tis tis tis. That ain't the way. It ain't the way. Um, I was getting a lot of that for a good minute. It's still happening now. So like, I got a little bit of control, but like. <sighs> Do you think these women are aware that? giving their bodies to you in this way is is not going to get them what they ultimately want from you? Do you think they're aware of it or are they just going on default? Um, I think some women just want sex. And I okay. think that some women, um, when they do have sex with men, they feel like that is, that's going to open the door for other things to happen. Mm. But for us, it's like, okay, you gave us some pussy and it's, that's pretty much all we needed. Mm-hmm. So like once we have sex, like what do we? What else do we got to work for? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a a casual sexual chance encounter with a woman, and then later you were like, "I think I love her. Like I, I really, I really I actually yeah. want her have, in my yeah. life." Yeah, it happens. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, because okay. the, the sexual experience be just so intense. I'd be like. Got to be something else there. Yeah, let me, let me try to get to know this person. <laughs> let, me, let me stick around, you know. Huh. But it's other women that, you know, I've been around for like a whole year and some change and sex was, wasn't even an option for real. I never even tried to even have sex with them, but we were just, you know, being friends. And when it finally did happen, it was just like the icing on the cake. Like, damn, I, mm. I love you. Yeah, that's but, powerful. Mm-hmm. You didn't propose. No. no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I still talk to the woman, so I'm like... Okay, it may be. So maybe. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, so like... <clears throat> black love. I black like love. Black I'm, love. I'm here for the love. I'm here for the love. Mm-hmm. I believe in love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to say the sex topic to the end, but I mean, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. There's lots to talk about. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I, was, I, I wanted to... Like, right now, I want to stop having sex. You want to um, be celibate? I do. But it's so hard. It's, I mean, I say it's, it's a mental thing. But I be feeling like I be breaking women's hearts. Oof. It's like I can't even. I don't. I don't know what type of energy I give off. Mm. It's like when I'm around women, and if I don't try them, it's something's. It's like something off. Like what? Mm. So, but I love being around women. I love feminine mm-hmm, energy. I love mm-hmm, touching women. Yeah. You know, like I love yeah. being on dates and dinner. And you know what I'm saying? I love that. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I go to dinner and then it's, what else after that? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to reframe that whole conversation in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be about establishing your value, mm-hmm. your values, and what you're creating for your future. Because the shit's going to come fast. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you're older every day. Older every day. Right. So I'm just saying that to say that um, I, I, I think that that conversation <clears throat> that you're having inside of yourself where it's like, well, I just want to go cold turkey is a good one. But I think that there's a way that you can still enjoy the radiance of women, the beauty and the energy and all the things. that w- You can even still have touch 
you know? I think that it'll be a beautiful way to challenge yourself and to elevate yourself energetically. It'll elevate your power for sure. Mm -hmm. It'll elevate your magnetism for you to say, let me see how I can just like surrender to the energy of women without giving them my body because I know in the end, somebody gonna get hurt and it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> how does that even look like, me surrendering to a woman and mm -hmm. without sex? Well, I think that you gotta lean into the women around you that you know value you for more than just your body, you know, for starters, you know, leaning into those women. They don't all have to be women with, you know, beautiful women with fat asses. This could be your aunties, it could be your elders, this could be women just in your sphere. You know, your mama's homegirls that always give you good advice. You know, it, 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 women's energy and radiance. It could be young girls that you mentor even. You know, it could be that women's radiance can be enjoyed beyond just having sex. You know, even if it's a beautiful masseuse lady that she's married, you respect her, she respects you, but she gives a phenomenal massage. Any of those kinds of things. I think there's a way to do it. Hmm. But just saying, I can enjoy feminine energy. This does not mean that they get my penis because it might not be worth my time and energy. And if anything, it may be absorbing some of your magnetism, some of your power, some of the energy that you could use in other ways to mm -hmm. elevate yourself. I feel so much powerful when I don't have sex. When I'm not ejaculating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a topic. Have you ever tried to reverse your ejaculation, to hold your ejaculation, to mm -hmm. ejaculate? I've done that. How's that working out for you? Uh, let me complain. They want it. They feel like uh, they they didn't satisfy me if they if I didn't mm -hmm. ejaculate. I, I I can relate to that. I understand it, but it's only because they don't really understand the science of it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever uh, tried tantric sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how was that? You know, um, it's it's long, <laughs> long and um, beautiful, beautiful, um, enlightening. Um, tantric sex is, um, for me, it was like having an extended meditation that including, that included me going to many, many different depths of my mind, my soul, my body, um, and really surrendering to the tan the, the tantric master, um, which for me was a very masculine person, probably one of the most masculine figures that I had ever been intimate with. And so I was out of control. You know, I wasn't able to be in control, which for me was my normal. And which was a part of why I decided to do it in the first place was to learn more of how to lean into my feminine surrender in the intimate space. And I, I, I really learned to accomplish that and to just kind of give in as opposed to trying to get somewhere in the mm -hmm. sex act, you know, as opposed to trying to, you know, just orgasm or to achieve something or to have power over something or, you know, um, I just kind of gave in and I fell asleep. In fact, <laughs> I actually fell asleep and woke back up and it, it was, it was still going, you know, Wait, can you later. Explain, this <laughs> explain like the experience, like what happened? <laughs> How did it start? How did it end? Like, oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, well, it started with meditation, uh, which eventually uh, turned into transcendental meditation. And um, transcendental meditation um, requires certain posture, certain breathing techniques, 
and you're slowing down your heart rate to so the point to naked? where, yes, uh -huh. yes. And it, there, there was massage and there was, you know, we were, he was teaching me many things and there was massage involved and all these things. And eventually I was so in such a meditation state that although we locked into intimacy, there, there was no rush for him to make me orgasm or for me to make him orgasm. It just turned into, um, it, it just really felt like a flow of energy where we were sensing the energy, sensing each other on another level. And it, it, it requires, well, the, as opposed to ejaculation, the goal was for us to absorb each other's energy and to rotate that energy to what they call the microcosmic orbit, where you know this energy is coming through the genitals, through the spine, all the way through the body and then through your partner's body, creating like a figure eight. And eventually you become like one body. How are y'all doing? Phenomenal. This? Are you holding each other and yeah. caressing each other? Is it kissing involved? Is it? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. You know, there's mouth chakras, you know, the feet chakras, you know, keeping everything touching was really important to lock in the energy and to keep a certain circulation of breath. And you can go so deep into meditation that, you know, if, and if anybody knows anything about me, I'm a Pisces and we like to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I, I passed out. <coughs> I passed out. Passed out while, <laughs> while touching, <laughs> while touching, connecting, hugging. This was an eight hour session. Eight so, hours. Yes. So every moment wasn't, um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the sun was up, then it was down. You know, it, this was not, um, you know, every moment wasn't touching and caressing, you know. Okay. What do you do in the moments? I'm so confused. <laughs> Eight hours? Yes. Like, you just take a break and, you know, like, you on your side and I'm on Well, I, I don't know how long I was asleep. <laughs> I don't know how long I was asleep, but it was, I felt like I had a break and I really felt like I had just transcended almost out of my body in a way. I, um, because it didn't feel like eight hours, but it was. Did you orgasm? No. Did he? No. Not in the traditional way. He did not. What way did he? Um, an ejaculation. Uh, what is so that? So not an outward ejaculation. So he was able to use the energy. I've heard of that. Yeah, uh -huh. he was able to use the energy and circulate the energy as opposed to letting it flow outward. Was this a man you were dating? Kind of. Wouldn't this be like a man no comment. where um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, wouldn't this be like a man that you um would find perfect? Like wouldn't this be like a perfect man for you? Hold on. No. Before you answer that, let me <laughs> might just I see. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am interested. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so So, yeah, like, why wouldn't this be like a, a you know, like a man that you? Well, keep... listen, j just because somebody has an expanded consciousness uh -huh. yeah, doesn't mean that they know how to do budgets. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that they know how to uh, show up, you know, uh doesn't mean they want children. Doesn't mean they want marriage. Oh, okay, doesn't okay. mean, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of things that did not align. Yeah. But the tantric sex did. Well, that that's what he did. Well, how, how many times, Judd? Um, 
twice. And this was a this was a goal of mine. Um, I I really really wanted to learn how to move past the 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 pornographic concept of sex that I mm. grew up on. You know, mm. I really wanted to learn and understand how to master the energy. I was reading, you know, all these books. I was <laughs> studying Qigong. I was, you know, just studying everything that I could. Uh, you know, studying Taoism. Um, really trying to learn and understand my own sexual energy, how to master it and how to use, utilize that in a sexual space. And I was willing to do that with this person, whether or not he was qualified to be a partner, I was willing to, um, to learn. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I think one day I, I need to try this. <laughs> <laughs> we out the country. This is America. When it's, it was in America. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. I met this lady that introduced me to this. I mean, we didn't do it, but she was telling me about her experience with tantric sex and her her and her partner, they didn't have uh, uh, penetration. It was only that. Mm. And they did that until they got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, that's... It's powerful. It is. Because if a man... I don't know any man that's going to wait. Mm. But, until I mean, marriage? Not marriage, but... <laughs> Marriage too, but uh, in general, yeah. <laughs> What's too long to wait? What's too long to wait? Oh my god, um, I don't think there's a, a, a time frame. Okay. I'm all about. I just need to experience a person. I don't want to like. I don't want to get all the way down the aisle and get to the honeymoon and we have sex and it's not what I expected. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we do from here? think is as grown people there are many ways and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm for or against but I think that there are many ways to tell whether or not you and a person have have that kind of chemistry outside of you doing it yeah you can have more more so for her than for you guys I will say that okay more so for her but still um, but still <laughs> But still, but still, you can have this connection with a person. Mm. You, everything could be great, but if the sex doesn't line up, mm. things change. So, what if you do a lot of play, a lot, a lot of different types of play, mm -hmm. right? Without intercourse, wouldn't you say that you can kind of get a vibe for how a girl is in that space? I mean, mm -hmm. just by kissing and mm -hmm. playing. Mm -hmm. You know, sexually, I think you can you can really get a good read on yes. how a woman would be in bed. Okay, yes. I truly believe that. Okay, let's say I, once I penetrated and it, it just wasn't as lubricant. It didn't fit. But you, but you know, that <laughs> or, could change or, or every what day. About, what about... If it you, could literally change every day. Let's, yes, it can. Okay, opposite. The man... The man's penis wasn't what you expected. Oh yeah, it's tragedy. Tragedy. Tragic. Now what point would you what you do? Tragic. What do you do? Tragic tra travesty. What do you do? Nothing. <laughs> no, Run. You're, you're married now. You got Run. a thing. You just spent thirty, forty, fifty thousand on this wedding. Ooh. Well, you know, hey, listen. The the there's 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 two things going on here, right? Like, there's the way that it should have been and should be, <laughs> could have been, should have uh -huh. been. Would have been. Mm -hmm. And then there's the way that it is, you know. And, you know, it, it naturally, if a woman's a virgin, then maybe this would be neither here nor there. But as we know, that's just not the case for the most part these days. You know, women, your woman likely won't be a virgin once you meet her. 
So it, it, it for that for those reasons, she you know she may want to test you know the waters, and I I get that men would like to as well. I totally get it. You know. Are you single? No. You're not. No, I'm in a relationship with Source. <laughs> I'm in a phenomenal relationship with myself and my creator. <laughs> is that how you want to leave this earth? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I am single. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I was like, damn, last time we talked, you were single. I am single. Okay. Yeah. Why? <sighs> Deep mm. sigh. Deep sigh. <laughs> Deep sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. There are many, many reasons why I'm single. I was single in Atlanta for years, years, like a decade. <clears throat> and I was really pissed about it. And I was becoming uh, almost like a, you know, like just kind of bitter about it, you know. And as the years were going by, I didn't realize like I should probably get out of Atlanta, you know, but I had so many things going on here. Um, I was building my career here, you know, I was, I, Got my bachelor's in naturopathic science here. I was, you know, um, a part of a growing, budding community here. And so it was really tough to just choose a different city or a different place to live. But it wasn't a good idea. You know, being a single woman, if you believe in love, you believe in marriage, um, it wasn't a good idea for me to be here, um, particularly because of the type of man that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know... I, I just didn't find the quality of men that I wanted to mate with here. I just didn't find that. Just didn't happen. You know, Atlanta was a really rough experience for me. Atlanta was the first, the first place that I ever felt like I needed to get a bag to have a man. Damn. Very, very strange experience for me here. Why? What what does a bag have to do with you getting a man? Yeah, I I was having some really interesting experiences here. I was meeting men who uh, they wanted to go Dutch. They wanted Dutch? for me to uh, yeah. They wanted they. I remember a brother. <clears throat> I I would see this guy all the time. Beautiful brother. I was really kind of low key crushing on him, and we finally got on a date and we kind of started hanging out. And I remember him kind of ghosting me a little bit. And I was like, what is going on? And we spoke. And he was like, yeah, you're just not very stable, you know, financially. And I was like, I was a waitress, you know, I was 25. You know? <laughs> I was like, what? Am, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be financially stable? You know what I mean? And I just, I had a roommate, you know, typical, I thought. Twenty-five, yeah. I thought that was typical. I may have been 26. Well, how much um, he was making? Don't even get me started. <laughs> okay, don't even get me. But, but what I learned was that the brother was, um, you know, he was living with a woman, you know, he was driving another woman's car. You know, this is this was just the thing. Oh, he needed he needed something. He wanted something out of you. Okay, I got all these other women. I need, yeah, I can't take care of you. yeah, okay. because of, of of his position. And this was the just the first of many of of those situations where 
uh, you know, I would meet a brother. I was like, oh, he's gorgeous, nice guy. And, you know, we go on a date. And next thing you know, he's like, he wants to move in my house. He's like, <laughs> he wants to drive my car. It's like, oh, man, what the hell is going on? It's, I'm from Dallas, Texas, Oklahoma City. You know, my father was a provider mm-hmm. my whole life, worked at 5 a.m. every day, came back at 3 o'clock. And he did that. He does that to this day. So I, I did not have that mentality that I needed to, you know, become this, you know, financially stable woman to have a man. It was it was it it bothered me so deeply. It bothered me so deeply. And it really fueled me. It really fueled me. And I was just like, nobody's ever going to be able to make me feel like that again. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to keep my head down and be really focused on my career because this is not it. Mm-hmm. You never found anyone in Atlanta that you were interested in and it worked out and, you know, had a relationship and. Uh, no, <laughs> no, um, no, no. You mentioned to me um, months ago that um, the topic was uh, dating a woke woman. Like, is it hard to date a woke? It was something like that. So mm-hmm. is it because of who you are, what you believe in? Um, I think that that that's that's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, Atlanta is filled with a lot of people who are you know single, playing, building their careers, having a good time. It's uh, not a lot of families here, uh, not in the city of Atlanta anyway, which is where I lived downtown Atlanta for seven years, um, and. There's certainly a culture here of of people that are cultural and that are kind of reaching back to learn um, more of their ancestral ways and learning more about traditional spiritual systems. You know, there's there's pockets. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, that's that's not the case here. Um, And it it is a thing, you know, to to meet a woman that is self-actualized, who is, you know, has a broader uh, spiritual consciousness or is woke uh, and has a certain level of just awareness about the world, um, can make for, it, it can, it can make it very complicated to mate for sure. Especially if she has a different kind of diet, Mm -hmm. if she doesn't have a traditional spiritual, um, background, it, it can, it's, it's like whatever your pull is, as a black woman, if you are exclusively dating black men, and I would only date a black man personally, I'm not interested in, in other races of men. Um, as partners, then it can make it difficult because naturally I want a man who's plant-based. I w- would prefer a man who was, you know, had a a, a more broad awareness of his spiritual consciousness, mm-hmm. uh, who's cultural. Uh, I like a man who's black first, you know, um, cultural consciousness, mm-hmm. political consciousness, you know, or global consciousness. <laughs> so it's what what I prefer is 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 very rare and 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 I did not tell the whole truth earlier. I have met someone that that I thought was really 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 special mm-hmm. that that I did meet here that I felt like um you know could certainly be my husband. Um, but it it was it's, it's, it was hard. It was rough. What was rough it was about difficult. it? Difficult. It got really difficult. Cause your pool of men right now, like it's already. The pool is already slim. <laughs> you know, it's already slim right now. And it's like now that you 
You take it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> you might have two people left down there. You know what I mean? So it's rough. Well, mm-hmm. what happens is a lot of a lot of young brothers approach me. I was gonna ask like a lot of very young brothers approach me. Um, and I think the older men are already like, I know I can't handle this woman, so let me just not even. What? I'm just not even gonna try. The the older brothers don't even try me. They just I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that the younger men just assume I'm their age or but they're 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 very confident. Surprisingly confident. <laughs> Surprisingly confident. Shockingly confident. And I'm uh, like, what do you had a twenty year old t- uh, approach me in a gym? I was like, it could be my child. But you thing is you look as if you could be listen. Listen, um, it's a no. I need I need thirty five and up is is what I prefer. Thirty three and up. That would if if he was extremely mature. Mm-hmm. I'm so mature. If he, you're thirty three, mm-hmm. I'd be thirty four <laughs> in a few months. Okay, well, that, but I've I've dated someone even younger than that who was who was phenomenal, and I was guy. extremely impressed. Hmm? A younger guy. Yeah, he was even younger. Than, than you wow. and he was he was phenomenal you know i mean everybody has their their thing but he was very mature i was really really impressed with him mm. very mature beautiful brother i still love him very very much um come home <laughs> come home <laughs> come home <laughs> home no, um but you know it's it's rough it's rough in these streets. It's it's all red. We have so much as a people working against us and then just learning and unlearning how to be together. You know, I saw this phenomenal post the other day. A sister was saying how we weren't raised on how to be together. Mm-hmm. We just weren't raised to know how to be together consistently, you know, and how to stay together when things are hard or when we fall out of love and back into love and out of love mm-hmm. you know it's 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 a it's a devotion and a commitment um to really really fully be with somebody and to allow yourself to be you know fully vulnerable with them and mm-hmm. to go through the ups and downs and it's 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 it, it's it's hard it's hard we're quick to just give up and so easy to give up i don't know what it is well everybody's replaceable now yeah. That's the thing. Well, it's too many options, especially for men. It's too many it's options. It's too many options. It's, it's already a scary thing getting into a relationship. Mm. And we just need one reason. Mm-hmm. Just just give me a reason. Oh, well, mm-hmm. this ain't it. But all right, let me get mm-hmm. back to the streets. Mm-hmm. Let me let me go talk to these other mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And we ain't fighting it through. We ain't, we ain't sticking it out. Yeah. Well, that, I haven't had that experience. You know, um, my relationships, uh, the brothers were fully devoted to sticking it out. Always, you know, it was mm-hmm. definitely me. And I hear that often, you know, people say, well, the women are the ones asking for a divorce. It's not the men. It's the women, the women are leaving. So you did all the breaking up. Yeah. You just told me you just met this young brother. He was perfect back then there. You still love him to this day. <laughs> Come home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, it's. I'm I'm learning a lot about myself mm-hmm. this this year. 
you know, this has been a really interesting year for me. And I, I've been reading my horoscope since I was like in the third grade. 2023. 2022 and 23. <laughs> I mean, this shit is no joke. Um, but I, I've been reading my horoscope since I was a, a child. And I read mine a couple weeks ago for 2023. And it was like, this ain't your year. It's like it was just like this 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 year it's about internalizing and integrating all the crazy shit that's been going on. So this isn't the year for all of like the celebration. This isn't the year for all of the, you know, jubilance, you know. This is the year for really centering and integrating lessons. Mm -hmm. And my last relationship um, I, I was telling him recently, I said this was like a big cup of ayahuasca. It's just like a big cup of medicine where I'm having to really um, reassess who I want to be in a relationship with someone and what I really value and what I'm willing to compromise, you know, what I'm willing to let go of and um, just what's most important, you know, in the long run. So basically just give up for the year, you know, focus on self, don't even think about a man. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, the last time I was asked what I want, my response is, I just want to be very well for my husband. I want to be well. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not bringing any outdated ideas or false concepts about what he is supposed to be or I'm supposed to be within the relationship. I believe in marriage. Um, my goal is marriage. Um, if I date, I'm dating for marriage. I'm not. I'm not interested in casual sex. I'm not interested in in any of that. Um, I have a son, you know. So, um, and I'm very grateful I did because I was <laughs> I was 35 when I had him, and I was like, damn, I better hair up and have some children because I I'm just I don't I'm not meeting anybody that I would ever want to marry or have children with. Mm -hmm. So let me get to work. <laughs> at least at least I'll have a child and this is the type of thing that you know that's why this is a huge discussion right now you know let's speak about that amongst professional women <laughs> I'm in a situation where the time I am in my life now I want a child mm. and it's not necessarily a woman that I, I'm going to marry but I want a child mm. and so did you go into that situation like okay let's have a child together mm. and you know <laughs> and gotta take a breath <laughs> and like uh let's just have a child together and this might not you know like what was the conversation like what's that what you were doing not for me oh it was a relationship you know, i had a child and I'll, I'll tell you i and women don't don't beat me up for this but i think that it's possible for a woman to have a biological experience where she almost literally loses her damn mind where all reason escapes her and her biological clock just says you baby let's go mm -hmm. right and i think that it's easy to find the traits that matter the most for you and just land there and the rest you just make up the rest you can just make up and and, and it's a, it's unfortunate it's just unfortunate i was really blessed in in my case in that um, I, 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 I wanted a child. I knew it like to the depths of me that I wanted a child, 
Um, but I also really wanted to bond intimately with a man that also wanted marriage, who wanted a child, who wanted legacy, who wanted to build legacy. And, um, and my child's father, Julius, is phenomenal. He's one of my best friends. Um, we're very, very close. There's nothing that, you know, I won't do for him. Just, you know, making sure he's good, he's straight and vice versa. And we co-parent phenomenally for our son. Um, my son will never hear me badmouth him, you know, and vice versa. We are very, very um, focused on making sure that he feels that we are in sync. Mm -hmm. So I was really fortunate and I, I had made plans to marry because I really, it was one of the hardest things honestly, in my life to make the choice to separate from his father because I, I really wanted to continue having children with the father of my first child, naturally. Mm -hmm. It was really, really rough for me. But in my heart, I, I didn't feel that it, we were aligned um, for marriage. And, um, you know, I was looking for something different. Mm 